Welcome into the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. We are back as the 2023-24 season is set to get underway. Ben Mandel joined by Tom Leone, Mike Dykunczak. We're back for another year of hockey and we are pumped. We cannot wait. Today, we're going to dive into the Atlantic Division. There's a ton of stuff going on this offseason. We are just going to kind of touch on each of those uh, moves as we go through each team. So we're going to go reverse standings uh, from last year in the Atlantic just to start. So we'll jump in with the Montreal Canadiens, guys. Martin St. Louis, the head coach. You know that uh, this team didn't really do as well as everyone thought. They made it all the way to the cup in that weird shortened season after the COVID year. And just nothing has been the same. Carey Price injury. Guys, what are your thoughts on Montreal? I know they, they went out there. They got Kirby Doc. Slavkovsky is supposed to take the next step. You have Alex Newhook. Nick Suzuki's the captain. Cole Caulfield has been good. But outside of that, what do you see on this Montreal team that's going to light a fire underneath you and actually believe, make you believe that they can compete? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just to be frank, I just, listen, I just think, you know, they'll be the bottom of the division. They'll, their hot streaks will be hot, right? Like a lot of young teams, you know, they'll 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 go two weeks where you know the, they get a point in every game, and then they'll have weeks where they can't find a point. I just think that they're not deep enough. I don't think they have the goaltending, and um, yeah, I think Marty St. Louis is still trying to find himself as a coach, finding his voice. So I think Montreal will be where they finish next year. I don't think any big jump in my eyes from them. Yeah, I think I'm going to go jump on what Tom said. I still think that they're a year or two away from be even being a playoff contender. Um, I still think I think that Hughes is going to continue to trade veterans away too. Um, they're just not there yet. The goaltending is not there. Um, I definitely don't see them uh, coming close to the playoff team, probably the bottom of this division once again. But um, they do got players. It's just a matter of time until you know they make the right trades until they're good again. Yeah, also worth noting, they did bring in Sean Monaghan, who had a very disappointing year. Uh, last season um, signed just a uh, one year or I'm sorry. Yeah. One year deal with uh, the Montreal Canadians under $2 million. Or I actually think they traded for him for the last year of his contract. It was a disappointing year for Monaghan last year in Calgary. We'll see if he could turn things around for Montreal, who is going to roll out Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau as the goaltenders. Uh, just for what you were saying, Tom, they don't have the goaltending. It, it'll probably be a rough year for Montreal, not because they're so bad. It's a it's a very, very loaded division in a loaded conference. The East is a lot better than the West, in my opinion. And for Montreal, it's just tough to be in the East right now and rebuild. So we're going to move on. Next team is the Detroit Red Wings. And the biggest move of the offseason, perhaps for any team outside of Chicago drafting Connor Bedard, is Alex DeBrinkett heading to Detroit. This was a huge move, and Steve Eiserman continues to fleece teams in trades. He gets another guy in Alex DeBrinkett, who apparently wanted out of Ottawa because he didn't like being a second-line player. He's going to play with Dylan Larkin and David Perron, who signed. You know, not too many other huge moves. You have Andrew Kopp, JT Comfer comes over. Daniel Sprong comes in. The defense is what it is. Mo Sider, is he good? Is he, you know, all right? I don't know. He took a step back last year. Shane Goss despair comes over. We'll see if he can provide some kind of spark on the back end offensively for Detroit. But I don't know. I think this is a team that I thought could take a step last year and didn't. Do you guys see that step coming this year? 
Um, I think they could be on the heels of certain teams. Like, can they squeeze out the last playoff spot? I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna big on, on their goaltending. Honestly, that's that's where I'm gonna go with. Uh, I know here's the first time, first of many names. If I'll mess up, right, Ben? Uh, <laughs> uh Billy Huso is that his name? Did I say it correctly? Yeah, Billy Huso. There we go. We're one for one, baby. But I, I'm gonna pick <laughs> on. I'm gonna pick on his play because if. If he plays good all season long, like you said, he just got to bring it. They have Larkin. They got so much talent around them. I just think that goaltending was holding them back a little bit. Um, but they could definitely be on on the heel of certain teams. Like, I think it could be up there with the Sabres, Senators, and even the Bruins this year from all the talent they lost. So, um, I just don't think they have enough talent to be a playoff team yet. But they definitely could be on the heels with it, and it's based on the goaltending for me. They, they've been kind of that middle of the pack team for the last couple of years to me. Um, and, and I, I, I don't think the brink is going to move the needle um, in, in my eyes to put them in a playoff spot. I think they will be more, you know, they were pretty competitive last year when you really look back and, and think about the games they played. Uh, I, I, I think the element of the Brinkett could spark the team, right? Oh, we believe in this team, right? We're bringing in a guy like this. And, you know, if they're in it at the trade deadline, maybe they really go all in. Uh, but I, I don't see I don't see it yet for, for Detroit. I think Cobb kind of slows them down. Perron slows them down. I think they kind of went in with those type of guys a couple of years ago, and they kind of, you know, it didn't pay its dividends yet. So now they're kind of, I could see, you know, Azerman kind of transitioning into like go after the younger guys. And um, to Mike's point about Billy Husso, if he doesn't play well, they, they don't have a shot. You need In a tough conference like the East, you need your goaltending. And he can he can really hamper their their playoff dreams. Yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, look, Detroit. I think they they're going to be pretty similar to last year. I don't think that Lucas Raymond and Alex DeBrinket and Dylan Larkin and company are going to be able to provide enough to overcome the defense and goaltending. I think defensively, they have. It's just not a lot of great uh, speed back there. I don't think that they have a lot of guys that are good at moving the puck. Petrie's solid, but that's someone that, you know, he, he moved from Pittsburgh. He had a brutal year last year. Sherratt is solid. That's another one uh, that they signed. But, look, I think Detroit, they just are one of those teams that is also going to suffer from playing a bunch of games against tough opponents in their division i wouldn't be surprised if their western conference record is actually above 500 while their in conference play is well below it now next team we're going to the ottawa senators and this is one of the teams that we were all very excited about last year they then turn around and bring in vladimir tarasenko he's going to kind of slot in and replace the hole that Debrinket left uh, you still have Joshua Norris, Claude Giroux, Drake Batherson, Dominic Kubalik. They bring in Matthew Joseph, uh, who they were able to trade for, I believe, at the deadline last year. And defensively, Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin. That's the combination that everyone is excited to see. Sanderson and Zub are solid. You know, Travis Hamannick is a good third-pairing defenseman to have. Goaltending, I think Jonas Corposalo was a solid piece to bring in as well to try and sure that up and see if, you know, this Ottawa team can push for a playoff spot because after last year, it does feel like this is the year, right? It is. In my eyes, it is 100% because 
if there is ever going to be a year for the Ottawa Senators, right? We talked about Detroit. We talked about Montreal. They can take advantage of them, and then and and then really, I think they could play with the teams in the Metro too. You know, you're making it, the playoffs. You know, you need to have a good record against the Metro. I think they match up well against the Metro teams because they could play heavy, but they're also quick and heavy, uh, which which a lot of the teams in the East don't have. So they have an advantage in that aspect. And I think the Tarasenko signing for their young team was great, right? Tarasenko brings this level-headed, winning atmosphere to a team like that and i think the corpus signing was is really underrated that he he could be one of those goalies where it's like out of nowhere just has like an amazing vesna type season he's got that much he can talent, do so. a vantage yeah. last year like he, <laughs> or he could do that yeah yeah he, yeah. Really, he, really, he really can and and i kind of see it happening to be completely honest i think they can catch a team like tampa bay or boston and, and steal their playoff spot from them one thing I do want to ask you guys about uh, before we jump into your mic here, we, I didn't forget about you. Uh, Don't worry about you know, it. We, we've seen a lot of guys and teams start to extend uh, their their young draft picks a little bit early to these eight-year extensions and try and get that lower AAV. And Ottawa was one of these teams, and they did it with Tim Stutzla with the eight-year, $8.35 million. What are your thoughts on that contract? Do you think that Stutzla lives up to that? Do you think he was ready for that level of contract? Because that's right around Jack Hughes' money. No. I, but, <laughs> no. When you put it that way, no. I think he's a great player. I think Stutzla's a great player. But I think I think the Devils got the steal of all steals with the contract like that with Jack Hughes. So anytime you compare that – number it's like well you're not getting a jack hughes so like no it's not well and that's why you set the market right that's why the devils yeah. got jack hughes was the first one they got jack before they started Nico. it yeah and yeah. and that's exactly it and you know they were able to get brat for similar money meyer was a little bit higher so you know all of these guys signing for around that much money my question is was it really that important to get stutzla signed because i don't think that he would have commanded more than this on the open market no, and they could have done a bridge deal at some point too, as well. So, mm-hmm. all right, Mike. Though we got to hear what you're saying about Ottawa, oh, and also you guys I are hear all about right. this contract. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I, I mean, this is a, a he's a talent, obviously, but I, to be worth that kind of money, obviously, I know Jack Hughes set the market. God bless. Happy to be a Devils fan for that reason. But at the same time, I mean, is he a guy that could really turn the team around? I would go no, at least at the moment. We don't know yet. And that's why Tom said eventually you can build up to having a contract like that. Uh, but for Ottawa, I, I think it might take the entire season, but I think that they could be a playoff team. Definitely could be on the heels of, of multiple. I like the fact that they're a defensive heavy team in the signings. Uh, it's Corpusella, I can't even say his name, Corpusella, and um, and uh, Jacob Chik- uh, Chikrin. Goodness Christ, I can't speak today. But <laughs> I think those, the defensive aspect of the thing could really separate Ottawa from other teams because, you know, defense does win championships, not just in football, but it could in hockey too. Yeah, and look, we saw it last year, exactly what a good defensive system can do in the playoffs. Um, defense is what is going out there and winning you games. Now, next team we're going to talk about, it's the Buffalo Sabres, and this was Tom's darling from last year. He liked Ottawa, but Buffalo was the team he really wanted to see push the Islanders out of the playoffs, not just because he's a Ranger fan who hates the Islanders, <laughs> but because he thinks the Islanders are the most boring team in hockey to watch. Now, yes, not a lot 
going on offensively here in this offseason for Buffalo. I think the thing most people are really excited about is just been the development of Devin Levi, who has shown that, hey, maybe this guy can be a really, really, really good goaltender. Seven games last year, a 294 goals against, a 905 save percentage, but a 5 and 2 record. Definitely someone that. Sabres fans are pumped and ready to see this year what's going to happen next in Rasmus Dahlin's uh, development. You know, you have the good, even though they didn't make a ton of moves offensively this offseason, you still have a top line of Skinner, Tage Thompson, and Alex Tuck. And all of those guys with Tuck getting 79 points and being the lowest, that's a really, really good top line. Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat, and Victor Olofsson on the second line leaves a little bit to be desired for. But I love the fourth line of Tyson Jost, Zemgis Gergensens, and Kyle Ocposo. I think that's a really strong fourth line in Buffalo. But guys, is this team finally there? Is Bill's Mafia going to shift over into Sabres Mafia? <laughs> I don't like that analogy, Ben. I'll was, let Mike take a part this because they are my dar- they are my darlings. So I want to I want to talk about them last. So Mike, you take the floor. I want to hear what you have to say. No, I'll say I, I'm on your side of, of 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 having them as one of your darlings. I mean, I don't I don't blame their GM Adams for giving this team their chance. They didn't really make that much changes from last year, right? But I mean, why do they though? They like you said, all the star power and all those names that came off your tongue so nicely, Ben. I wish I had that effect that I could say those names like that. But seriously though, like Tate Thompson and and uh, and, and Cousins, oh power, uh, Dawson, like they have so much. Dallin, sorry. They have so much talent, you know, on the defensive side and on the offensive side. So I just don't see why they can't be a playoff team. I could see they could jump a lot of teams. Um, and like their goalie, their goalie situation as well. If they develop and he has a good season, I don't see why they can't be a playoff team. Definitely one of the four that I'd be choosing. I'm a big Devin Levi fan. Devin Levi is going to be good, but I'm gonna send over in the chat right now Owen Powers partner. Mike, let's hear it. Yo, what the hell, Ben? <laughs> All right, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. All right, uh, Henry. Yep. <laughs> good job, good job. Henry, Joker Haru. Yoki Haru, baby. Woo. Not bad. Okay. Yoki no, Haru, honestly, Yoki Haru. Honestly, not bad. That, this no, is you like... were outside of the joke. Like, you had it, Mike. <laughs> One of many that I'll mess up. I already messed up four times today. It's fine, people. I don't know how to pronounce names. Just... Try to fill it in. Luckily, right? luckily, the team you root for has pretty simple names out there. So, so simple. <laughs> Jack Hughes. What's this good? Jack Hughes, Timo Meyer. You can you can pronounce those. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, Devin Levi. Um, I'm, I'm excited for him, and I think that's why Boston. Uh, Boston. Jeez, I think that's why they're going to jump Boston because they're ready. They're 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 right there, and I think when you can go so deep and you can have a fourth line that you that you uh, laid out, Ben and Gergensons and and Yost and and Akposo, I think having that experience, right? Like like Yost and Akposo are just they're just winners, right? Like that's just what they are. And Gergensons just a, like a fireball, just kind of just all over the place. And teams can roll four lines throughout the year. And then if you have this goalie emerging into the player that everybody thinks he can be and what he showed last year against those tough Atlantic division teams. And even he played a couple games against the Rangers. And I was like, Whoa, I'm like, this is a guy is like, this is wild. he's a great, he's turning into like that goalie you see where it's like, okay, this guy's going to be special. And and I think this is the year with the, the you know, more playing time that's going to happen. And I think Buffalo Bill's mafia, right. Saber mafia will finally 
finally get a playoff appearance this year. I, I really do. I feel strongly about that so much. I'm probably going to put my uh, money where my mouth is. I think Buffalo is a playoff team this year. I do. I think that, you know, the, they've done a lot of what we saw New Jersey do the last few years. Um, I think they, outside of New Jersey getting a little impatient in 2019, I think that Buffalo has really stuck to the plan nicely. They've let Tage Thompson develop into an absolute superstar. By the way, $7.1 million through 2030 for Tage Thompson. So you want to talk about steel that might, contracts. That might, be, that might that, be up there with Hughes, honestly. Yeah. It really to be making a million dollars less than Hughes through 2030, that, that's that's big for Buffalo. I think Alex Tuck is another guy who's very underrated. This guy's making $4.75 million through 2026. So hats off to Buffalo and that Eichel trade. I know Eichel just went and won a cup, but – I think they definitely got some great pieces there. I think this team is ready to make that jump. And I agree. I am also a huge Devin Levi fan, but now we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to jump. Let me just say one more thing before you jump. Oh yeah. yeah, Go, go, go. I think Patrick Kane signs there. I think Patrick Kane's waiting to see how like the first month or two goes of the season. He's going to pick and choose what team he feels like he can add to (laughs) and take off with. And I think going back home to Buffalo after he sees the start that team has slot him on the second line not have to play him every night, I think that could be a very interesting fit. He's going to do what he did last year at the deadline, just instead of getting the criticism for pushing his way to a team, he's just going to go sign there and skip the first half, I guess. But Don't blame him for not wanting to go back with the Rangers either, so. Oh, I think that'll be a consideration too. I, I think I was going to say I think that's mutual. I think both parties yeah. don't want to return. But <laughs> well, let, let me have my burn, Ben. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I think it's both ways, but <laughs> But hey, we're gonna go. We can talk about that when we talk about the Metro. We'll get into that. Oh, I mean, look. Oh, (laughs) trust me. Well, I think we may have to do a a Devils Rangers episode alone. But yeah, we might have to (laughs) into the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Florida Panthers. Guys, this group shocked everyone in the playoffs. I know. You know, we talked about them being a dangerous team, but we did. We didn't see that coming. And I'll be completely honest with you guys. While I think Florida is still a dangerous team, I do think they got worse. I think that they are in a bit of trouble. I think losing a guy like Anthony DeClaire is going to hurt. I think replacing him with Evan Rodriguez is not the best move. I think Gregory Denisenko is another player who isn't necessarily ready for the NHL. Um, I've seen him play in the AHL, saw him play with Charlotte. He was solid. But, you know, the fourth line remains intact. Uh, You know, the defense is still there for the most part. You bring in Dmitry Kulikov. You you know, you lose a few pieces here and there. But what's what's Florida? What are they going to bring this year? Is Sergei Bobrovsky going to do exactly what he's done every time he's had success in the playoffs and just turn around and suck for the next three years? Or is he going to keep it going? Like, what are we going to see? Is this when Spencer Knight finally takes over? There's a lot of question marks, I feel like, with this Florida team still. There's, to what you just said, is exactly where I was going to get at, is that there's too many question marks for this division to be this tough for them to figure it out. And I think they'll start off very slow and they won't be able to recoup it. I think they'll be a competitive team where they have too much talent not to be competitive, uh, but I don't see them putting a full season, a full 82 together. And I think the teams that they kind of took advantage of last year have gotten better and that will lead them to missing the playoffs 
because I don't think Bobrovsky will be as good. I don't know if Spencer Knight has, you know, the cojones to step it up and take full advantage and take the reins. And I just think that they had a magical run. There's going to be a letdown. I think they've lost more talent than they brought in. And I just don't see them making the playoffs. I think, I think it's a step back here for Florida for sure. I think with the with the magic run, I think that magic kind of lingers a little bit, and I think they get back to the playoffs. This is my opinion. I think defensively, they are they are kind of a liability. I know they had a lot of injuries, they had a lot of departures, um, so that's a lot of big question marks. And and uh, you know they're trying to fill the team roster holes you know, with all the cap construction, everything like that too. You know they try their best, but. It might not look pretty, but they just used to Tom said, there's too much star power on the team, like with Chuck, Barkov, for Hayhe. Like, there's too much talent for them not to be good. And I just think if they support their players to not be a defensive liability, I think they'll be on the upside, you know, despite that regard. So I'm going to go with the star power and the offense, uh, you know, on this Panthers team to bring that magic. And they'll make the playoffs this year. I just think it will probably be that last, the third or fourth spot, most likely the fourth. But I just think the magic kind of runs on. I just think they're way too talented, especially from that run alone, uh, to not come back and try to redeem themselves. Yeah, definitely a difficult position. And I mean, while we're talking about salary cap, guys, $14.5 million is being sunk into the two goaltenders for the Florida Panthers. $10 million to Bobrovsky. We already know that contract. You know what? It is what it is. It was signed so long ago. But $4.5 million to Spencer Knight? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's pretty it's pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> Igor's making only what, like a million more than that, which that, is just nuts. goalies don't get paid like that, but Florida likes to pay lackluster goaltending, I guess. <laughs> um it's a, it's a trait. Yeah, you know, the defense it, it is going to be interesting to see how they navigate without Aaron Ackblad and Brandon Montour for right now. I'm not exactly sure when those guys will be back. I know we might see Mike Riley draw in. You've got Dmitry Kulikov, Oliver ekman Larson, Josh Mahara, Gustav Forsling, Nico Mikola. I yep. I was coming next. Matt Kirsten, oh, guy. You know. That's my guy. <laughs> I, I, I was praying the Rangers resigned him. I think he's an underrated player, but. And again, though, when it comes to cap, did they have the two and a half million to give them? <laughs> yeah, right. No. And but. knowing the Rangers cap situation, no. <laughs> no. but I digress. And we move on to our next team. And that is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not long ago, back-to-back champions. All of a sudden now, though, Tampa Bay, they've seemed to have faltered a bit. And now last year, they took the first round exit. This year, do they make it back to the playoffs? You have the Steven Stamkos drama all of a sudden coming out, how he's upset that he wanted to have a new contract in place going into training camp this year. Instead, he is going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Not happy about that. You have Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, though still on that top line, as dangerous as any. They were able to re-sign Anthony Sorelli. They were able to lock up Brandon Hagel. Tanner Genoa is still there. Connor Sheary's there. You know, defensively, you still have Chernak and Hedman, Sergachev. Uh, you've got some new faces coming in to join Zach Bogosian, but Andre Vasilevsky in goal. Another one of those situations where, you know, hey, as long as he's there, they may be good enough to make it into the playoffs. But is Tampa Bay going to take another step back this year? Are they going to stay just as good? They locked up the core, but the surrounding pieces are what's changing. 
are those surrounding pieces going to be more important than Tampa Bay realized? Give me Vazi. I'm going to call him Vazi, so I don't have to say his last name. But I just think it, I just think that his goaltending is uh, is going to be the reason you said at the end there. But I think that if he shows in night uh, night in night out like he always has, this team's always going to have a chance, and they always had the star power there. Um, you know, still there, like Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. They have enough talent to be done. I don't think they're going to be Stanley Cup favorites like they were for years and years out. And I know that Tom wishes that they were at this point a couple of years ago. Sorry, Tom. I just love showing, throwing shade at you, which is fun. Um, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's just a good time. It's a good time. But uh, do I think that they're going to be a playoff team? Yeah, I think I'm going to throw them into my four as well. I know I'm just throwing everybody into my four, uh, <laughs> but I just think that Tampa is just one of those teams that. Always are going to have the talent, and they always play in tough out. They have the goaltending that always gives them a chance. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. The, the, the league has feared them for years. I'm not going to disrespect them anytime soon going forward. The Tampa Bay Lightning get the New England Patriot treatment from me. And uh, <laughs> until I see them not make the playoffs and not be dominant and uh, John Cooper not be one of the best coaches in the NHL, uh, I will always pick them to make the playoffs, and I think they will somehow find a way. They'll make a trade like in October if they feel like they go a couple games, right? If, if Cooper feels like they've gone a couple games and they're just they're getting absolutely dominated in one facet of the game, he's going to go trade for a guy that's going to fill that 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 hole. That's just how uh, Tampa Bay operates. That's how they've been so successful. And since of what 2014, 2015, they've been a staple. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is the year they're going to they're going to take a step back because their core is there. Maybe Stamkos leaves next year, right? And goes somewhere else. That could be a huge hit to them losing their captain. And then maybe we can have that conversation, but right now not locking them into a playoff spot for the, for the Atlantic. Yeah. And a couple of defensemen as well for Tampa Bay who may work their way into the mix. I know they've got a lot of young pieces. They did also sign Calvin DeHaan and Darren Radish. So two guys who could see themselves working their way into the Tampa Bay lineup. uh, If they, uh, you know, do need some help defensively. Again, I know that for Tampa Bay, it's interesting because when I watched the team in Syracuse, the crunch, their AHL team, which to me is so odd that they would have their AHL team up in Syracuse. Uh, they, they fly around, they're fast and they're always really good. So it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa Bay has a lot of good talent coming up the pipe. I, it's weird. They always have guys in the system. Now we are going to jump though over to, our next team, and that is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were the winners of the Tyler Bertuzzi sweepstakes. He joins Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner on the top line. John Tavares on the second line. William Nylander centering the third line. Uh, you know, a tough fourth line of Callie Yarncroke, David Kampf, and Ryan Reeves. They made it a point when they got rid of Dubas to get more physical, to get tougher. And, I mean, while it does look like Toronto has done that. Do you guys think it's going to work? I think they're going to, they have too much talent not to be a playoff team, right? I think they're going to be at the top of the division. I think they've but, proven at this point they're, yeah. they're a perennial playoff first round team. They, the moves they made aren't going to put them over. Like nothing's going to change with Toronto. Though, like adding a Ryan Reeves is not going to put, put you over the hump. I, I understood the direction they went in, but. Not much has to be said about Toronto. They're perennial playoff team, like you mentioned, Ben. They'll be there. Can they get over the hump? It's almost like the opposite of Tampa Bay. It's almost like I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, they will, until they prove that they will. And, and one first-round win isn't going to do it for me from last year. So, yep, yeah, no, playoff team, nothing special to me. Toronto's Toronto. And when playoff time comes around, let's see what they got. 
But no, to answer your question, I don't think those moves put them over the top. Yeah, I don't think the moves put them over the top either. And I know the biggest like drama going around the team is you know their their contract extensions and all everything like that. I know was it William Nylander is having the biggest issue right now. And if he doesn't get his extension, he's definitely going to be going somewhere else. But you know, despite that drama, if they get it fixed, if they don't get it fixed, I just think that Toronto is is one of the best teams in the league. You know, they're always going to be judged you know by their playoff. Uh, their playoff uh, performances, but at the same time, their talent from left to right on this, on the ice is just way too good to not be considered probably the top of this division. And as a playoff team, you know, the, the 82 games of the season, they're going to, they're definitely going to, you know, they're going to destroy like they did last year. It just depends what they do in the postseason. Like always, they are my Dallas Cowboys of the AHL hundred percent. All right. I'm going opposite of you guys here. I think that look, Toronto has always had the talent, right, guys? They haven't had the physicality. They did not have the physicality to match up with the Florida Panthers. I think that the Florida Panthers bullied them out of that series, and Toronto realized we need to get tougher. We have Austin Matthews. We have William Nylander. We have Mitch Marner. You split those guys up. You should be able to surround them with enough good pieces to still score and produce offensively. Now you go get the guys like Ryan Reeves, like Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, like Callie Yarncroke, guys who can go out there and muck it up, get physical. You know, I know some of those guys were there last year, but when you add more of those bigger, tougher guys into the mix, it helps bring more of that out. You look at the Islanders, for example, Tom. What does Cal Clutterbuck do when Matt Martin wasn't on the ice? <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah. Cal Clutterbuck is not the same player when Matt Martin is not out there, and you know That's that true. as a Ranger fan. It's 100 percent true. I have a nickname for Cal Clutterbuck, and uh, can I be uh, can I be rated R on here? Let's go for it, Cal Clutterfuck. I cannot stand. <laughs> Him because it just pisses me off. It's a corny nickname, but me and my brother were watching the Rangers and Cal Clutterbuck seems always that that line has the Rangers number, and I was just say fucking Cal Clutterbuck. I'm sure you were happy to see him at the Mets game the other day. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we go into our last team here, and as we dive into the Boston Bruins, we all know no more Patrice Bergeron. There is a huge void in that top line center. Is it going to be filled by Charlie Coyle? Is it going to be filled by Pavel Zaka? They bring in a guy like Jesper Boquist. Is he going to come in and contribute? There are a lot of holes. A lot of guys left after last year. A lot of guys they brought in at the trade deadline that didn't stay. You know, they lost Dmitry Orlov, who I think was a sneaky good addition for them last year. Defensively, I still think they're okay with Carlo Lindholm, McAvoy, and Grizzlick. Shattenkirk is your fifth defenseman, and Forbert is your sixth. I think they're okay there. You still have the good goaltending, but I just don't think they're going to have the offense. Yeah, I, I talk about one of the biggest collapses of all time, you know, when it comes to a franchise and a team, but it's all because of the, of the cap hell that they're in, right? That's why they had to let go of all these players. And obviously they have the retirements that you mentioned as well. Um, you know, when it comes to the Bruins, I think out of the eight teams in this division, I'm, I'm literally going to have them around like six or seven. That's how much of a downfall I think that they have. It's because of all the talent they had to lose and, and the cap hell they're in. Obviously they have some talent there and they have their goal tending tandem as well. 
that could give them a chance, but we saw with Allmark last year that, you know, when it came to playoff time, it did not look like the Allmark we saw in the regular season. So is that going to translate into the regular season? We don't know yet, right? But at the same time, just from the talent that they lost already, I just got to I gotta say that Boston is not going to be a playoff team or not even competing for a playoff spot. I think they had that much of a downfall. Boston sports are headed in the opposite direction. Patriots are 0-2. The Bruins are being projected to finish 6 Until this week. <laughs> That's for another pod, the football pods. For both for both outsider sports and, and our pod, we'll talk about that then. But I, I agree with Mike. I, I see a downfall, and here's a, a backwards reason for it. They should never give a guy like Brad Marchand the C. Okay, a guy that dirty, a guy that annoying – should never wear the C in the NHL. Just respect the game. Brad Marchand doesn't respect the game. He's a dick. That's just sound that. And because they did that, because they took a C from one of the best human beings in hockey and Patrice Bergeron <laughs> and gave it to someone like that, that's why they're going to have a downfall. Give me like the Bruins. I wish they would finish last, but I know they're just they have a little too much talent for that to happen. Boston will finish five, six, seven, and that not making the playoffs. That's that's 100% happening. I agree. Ben, before you I, say something, I just have to say that's just hilarious to hear from somebody who has a C on Jacob Truba. I just think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's that's no, some gold you know, right no, there. No, 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 Jake, you know, I was, no. Just because it's, Jacob Truba hard hits people doesn't make him Brad Marshall. Brad Marshall, no, like look, biting people's ears and licking people. No, no, no. But you, you cannot with a straight face say that Jacob Truba does not go head hunting. He one hundred percent does. He does. Okay, he, he lays he may, the wood. He, he he goes head hunting. They may be legal clean heads, but he goes out there looking to take off heads. He does it. Y- you hockey. can't say he it's does hockey. it. It's hockey. Well, yeah, and biting people's you know ears is not hockey. No, no, but you know what? There is not a single guy in that Boston Bruins locker room, I bet, who has a problem with Brad Marchand wearing the C. Because the only other person who maybe could have gotten it, would have been Pasternak. And in all honesty, if I was Brad Marchand, I would be very annoyed if you gave it to Pasternak after he's been there for all of those years. Including, I'm pretty sure he was there for the cup team that won in 2011. That's how long Marchand has been around. So you you can't not give him the C. Now, I, I think this team does take a huge step back. I mean, they bring back Milan Lucic. <laughs> does that make you better? <laughs> Come <laughs> on, guys. Like, like th- that's not a good move. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, is he, is he good? Like, I- I've seen enough out of some of these guys, right? Like, Jake DeBrusque, how many times do we need to see him just not meet the level we expect they bring in james van reemsdag on a very good team-friendly contract one-year deal one million dollars i think morgan geeky is a kind of guy who can come in here and maybe provide a spark another good free agent signing but it's just there's not enough goals there's not enough scoring from this offense in my opinion outside of Marshawn and Pasternak I don't think that the top line is going to be as successful losing a guy like Bergeron you saw what happened to the Boston Bruins in the playoffs when Patrice Bergeron wasn't playing they are not the same team now we went through each of uh these teams guys very quickly just say the teams you think are going to make the playoffs from this division. I'll start. I'm going Toronto. I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going Buffalo. And I'm going Ottawa. Tom, who do you got? I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going Toronto. And I'm going Buffalo. And that's all I'm committing in the Atlantic. 
I'm going to go with the same thing with Tom's route. I, I just think Toronto, oh. Tampa. I, I'm sorry, I had to. Toronto, Tampa, and, and Buffalo are my four shores. I just, like teams like Ottawa, I want to I want to pit them. I just don't think they make it. I don't think, I don't think they do. I think Ottawa takes the step this year, but that's going to do it for us here on the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Good to be back. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Outsider Sports 3. Check out the website at OutsiderSports.net. We'll see you next week.